0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Art Talk Live. This is Lynette Fast, and I represent Noya's Art Gallery. We are so grateful to KZUM 89.9 FM and for sponsoring us on Art Talk Live on their podcast menu. So be sure to uh, go to the podcast menu and check in and we update new artist interviews regularly about once a month and you'll find a few new ones there regularly we also at Noyas art gallery are open uh from tuesdays through saturdays from 9 a.m to 5 p.m and we do have our special evening openings on the first and the third friday of each month we have a focus room show coming up in november and in december the focus room show for November 3rd is a host of eight, nine artists. And then we have another eight artists hosting on December 1st. So don't forget us for your holiday ideas. And we also offer many workshops here at noise art gallery. You could even uh, consider something like a gift certificate for your own needs. Joining me today for Art Talk Live is Craig Adamek.
1: Hello, (laughs) Craig.
0: Welcome, welcome, Craig. I'm so glad that you're here. Glad
1: to be here.
0: We visited a few years ago, and your work is amazing, beautiful. I touch it, I feel it, and I'm so excited by the incredible finish of Craig's wooden um, highly crafted boxes I would call them mostly boxes but you do other
1: things mostly boxes but it's uh mostly wood uh keepsake boxes jewelry boxes some children's uh memorial boxes uh rattle boxes and I do a lot of custom work also but yeah I take uh take pride in the finish and enjoy putting a piece of wood to life I guess you'd call it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well I have started kind of a new format since I interviewed you last. I'm going to ask you to tell us more about the first time you ever remember thinking of yourself as an artist.
1: I've always enjoyed art whether it be uh, working with clay like I did in uh, elementary school, watercolors. We had a fantastic uh, art teacher when I was in St. John's in Seward. And uh, I've always enjoyed seeing art and dabbling in drawings and creating things. So mm-hmm. the first time would probably be elementary school, I think. And the object is, slips my mind, but it, I'd probably be in a, in a clay format.
0: Yeah. And, okay, I didn't realize you grew up in Seward, or i have forgotten that. Did you ever have any opportunities with Reinhold Marxhausen? He came and
1: visited the school, and his t- two sons are younger than myself, but uh, yeah, I've been to Reinhold's house, mm-hmm. right across him in the street, uh, knew his wife real well. She was in several organizations that I was in, and a little bit of him may have rubbed off on everybody in the community, but mm-hmm. yeah, we did. Did cross paths a couple times.
0: Yeah, what a what a legend to have had in your life.
1: Yeah, I I didn't realize if he was that big into art when I was grade school and high school. He was just another art teacher and mm-hmm. didn't know he was
0: that renowned. Yeah, amazing, amazing artist. Wonderful. Well, as we are thinking about your work now, <laughs> let's move right into that. You uh, have already talked about your boxes a little bit. Um, What kinds of things do inspire you?
1: Mostly it's the wood itself. Uh, I get most of my wood from along the riverbanks or in my backyard, salvaged from uh, firewood piles. And it'll lay around in the shop for quite a long time before I figure out what's exactly the proper way to cut it. And hopefully I made the right choice, uh, I have pieces just laying around that haven't really given me an idea yet what mm-hmm. they want to be when they grow up. Uh-huh. Every once in a while I just rearrange the stumps or the branches and stuff, and sometimes a idea will come. But uh, I try to keep it in its most natural state, keep the live edge, mm-hmm. keep the wild grain, the, the, some of the flaws, or help accentuate the wood. Mm-hmm. The knots used to be where that was a no-no. You got rid of the knots mm-hmm. and everything was straight-grained and clear. But now times have changed and people appreciate mm-hmm. the uh, unnatural or the natural beauty, the unperfect uh, pieces of wood. Mm-hmm. It's like a you and I. My not my eyes aren't exactly symmetrical and Mm -hmm. everybody's different and a piece of wood is also different so Mm -hmm. each box is unique it's more one of a kind because I'll never find another Mm -hmm. piece with the grain or the crotch running this way and Mm -hmm. they're special I think.
0: And you said every piece is one of a kind and unique not only in its wood but also in the way you design with it. Uh, You said the piece has to kind of speak to you and tell you what to make out of it do those begin as drawings sketches plans how, how what's your process in creating that way you know the wood said hey make me into this box <laughs> how do you know what to do
1: oh uh, yeah sometimes i sketch it out a little bit on the piece of wood with chalk and try to keep it somewhat small and and not make it overly massive my wife is very helpful in help designing she comes in and checks on me once in a while and say, hey, isn't that just a little too big or is I think the lid's too heavy and we could do this and do that. And So it, it's a collaborative effort. It's kind mm-hmm. of funny. The About two weeks ago, I was cleaning out my shop and seen some pieces that I didn't think were worthy and threw them on the wood burning pile. And I think two of them made it their way back into the shop. So she said, you can do something with this. So she's very helpful and it's a collaboration, and uh, yeah, there's no real design. It's for each box. It kind of just happens, I guess. I just could, I do see stuff online that I modify once in a while or say, hey, I could do this to give it my own little uh, piece of personality.
0: Mm-hmm. So the wood talks to your wife, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yep.
1: More, more often than not we <laughs> you take, must take, have... take a walk and she will have a chunk of uh, bark or something and say hey can't you make a handle out of that or something so it's <laughs> it's, it's uh, a joint effort
0: that's wonderful how loud does wood talk <laughs> <laughs> sometimes pretty loud <laughs> yeah. well that that's really exciting and you know you're really talking about that whole creative muse thing okay. that is very hard sometimes for us to explain, and it, it is. It's like a conversation with the art, and sure. and sometimes the art talks a lot more <laughs> than we do. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So, uh, a lot of walks in the woods. It sounds like inspires you walking around your property, um, hanging out in your studio what kind of equipment do you need to do the work you're doing
1: uh, I have just about just about too much I mean my, my shop is limited to me to what I can want to get and have useful uh, purpose for it um, I have a good buddy that has some uh, river bottom or has access to river bottom property and him and I will walk through the woods with a chainsaw and we'll mm-hmm. cut, cut pieces that are manageable to carry back to the truck. And then I go home and I have a uh, bandsaw that I split the wood down in, into workable pieces. And if it's still fairly wet wood, I have to put stickers under it and uh, separate it, tie it down, and then let it cure out. Wood generally cures takes about one year for one inch of thickness, so I have mm-hmm. some pieces of wood that. You no, know, I looked at the dates on them and stuff that I haven't used yet. That's back in 2011, so mm-hmm. I have quite a collection of wood, and, and then I have the planers and the sanders, and I've slowly gotten back to using hand tools: the plane, the hand planes, the scrapers, mm-hmm. uh, the draw knives, and stuff like that, and I. Really get a personal feeling with a, with a wood. It's more the way it should be worked instead of cutting everything with power tools with and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But now yeah, I got a pretty extensive shop.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of people have bigger ones, but I'm confined to a 24 by 24. So everything is either mm-hmm. got, is mobile has wheels to move around or has its own little spot and. That's why I try to keep a lot of the projects on the smaller scale. The box is average. Oh, shoe box size or sometimes bigger, but the way my shop is set up, I don't do a whole lot of huge projects. Mm-hmm.
0: If somebody had a particular thing they wanted you to make, do you take commission ideas? Yes, I
1: do. Um, I've done a, a jewelry box for a. Uh, or almost a cabinet for a gal and uh, she specified the length and the width and what she wanted to put in it and mm-hmm. I came up with a, an idea and we got together and uh, had some uh, fancy uh, walnut uh, wood that I made the drawer fronts or the cabinet fronts and then put some brass handles in it and a lot of hangers for her necklaces and stuff. and. Ooh. We collaborated and we came up with a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Also uh, a neighbor had a, a, a cedar tree taken down and he wanted to have uh, ring boxes made for all of his grandkids that came, that came from the tree from the home place and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Another gal had the same sort of deal. She moved on to the family farm and one of her dad's last uh, projects were to take down a tree that he always wanted to take down and she brought me the wood and we made uh, some keepsake boxes out of that wood and she mm-hmm. shared them with the rest of her siblings. So, mm, that, very meaningful. Yeah, I do do crisp, uh, custom work.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite wood you like to work with?
1: Not really, I mean no, not. I like the, mm-hmm. the, the combinations. Yeah, the, the walnut is pretty, but so is the ash; it has its own special grain. Mm-hmm. Oak is a more masculine wood, and then you get a bur oak that is mm-hmm. a heavier, heavier wood, and it's made several boxes out of that, and be surprised how
0: it's how actually accurate. heavy the box is.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I do some accents with um, exotic woods that I purchased through online or in a store here in Lincoln, but uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: favorite one maybe the spalted. Uh, maple, balded elm, and stuff like that. Yeah, really has a
0: has a one of a kind look. Interesting greens and colors. Yeah, so um, I forgot where I was going here. Uh, oh, I know the finish of your work. You, like I said when we started, I just have to touch and feel your work. It is amazing. Um, Do you have finishes on it? What is your, okay, now it's done. Here's what I'm going to do to this box.
1: After I get everything down to its final stage, it's a final sanding, and then it's a Mm hand-rubbed wax and oil finish, and, and just keep at it. And if I don't particularly like one spot, then I'll scrape it off and then work work it over till I get a tour. I think it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. It is sort of you n- neat to see the, uh, the patrons that uh, like the garden and art in the garden come mm-hmm. through and a lot of them have their hands behind their backs. And I said, yeah, you can touch them. And they kind of <laughs> look at me and I said, yeah, that's what they're made to be. I mean, mm-hmm. the, looking is one thing, but touching is another. And a lot of them yeah, run their hands across mm-hmm. it and open the drawers and lift the lids and I like to watch the expressions on their faces when they yeah. see and touch it. It is
0: an experience. It's a bond with the wood. Yeah,
1: and it's all natural finish. I do not use a stain, so it's all, uh, if the wood has a yellow tint to it, it's because the wood is yellow. It's not because I put in an artificial color in it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Do you have any shows coming up then and in- 2024? I know you'll do Art in the Garden. We'll do Art in the Garden. <laughs> We're always neighbors at that.
1: <laughs> and then, then there's a, well hopefully I'll get invited back to, No, uh, oh, there's a church, has one in the spring in May. I mm-hmm. can't I remember the name of the church right now, but they've had a, They've got a really nice show. Mhm. And I show things at Nebraska City at their uh, Wildwood Barn, there's a gift shop down there. Right. And uh, try to keep some stuff on hand at my at my residence, but uh, no, mm-hmm. mostly at Noyas and, mm-hmm. and then down at uh, Nebraska City.
0: Yeah, good. So if somebody wanted to contact you, probably through one of the galleries would be a good way to yep. get a hold of you and um, make a connection for... Maybe some work to be done, huh? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, Craig, I really appreciate you coming in today. Your pieces are extraordinary. Uh, I grew up in a carpentry family, and so I do have a very great respect for the wood. And your work is very highly, very highly acclaimed. It's so beautiful. Well, thank you, Lynette. Yeah. Well, with me today is Greg adamic and I'm sorry. Craig Adamic. I just saw Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Adamic is here. And um, as you said, you can be contacted at Noise Gallery or down in Nebraska City at the Wildwood. Wildwood Barn. Yeah. So um, come on in and check out Craig's work. We're at 119 South 9th Street here in Lincoln. That's at 9th and O, and we have many events. You can stop by. There's about 125 artists represented all the time here at Noise Art Gallery. So please come in and fill your eyes with art, and join us again here on Art Talk Live. Uh, this is Lynette Fast, and I hope to see you, hear you, oh, listen with you again. <laughs> This is Julia Noyes from the Noise Art Gallery, and this has been Art Talk Live. I want to especially thank Lila Cho for her original violin composition that she did special for us. Tune in again. We'll be looking for you.